Jets Nation. You're getting a general manager that is a relentless worker, someone that understands a winning culture, someone that is going to strive to put a product on the field each Sunday that competes for greatness. We're going to find passionate people that love the game of football, that hate losing more than they love winning. Elijah Vera Tucker. Joe Douglas has done it. Traded up from 23 to 14 to grab our guy to protect. Our other guy, Zach Wilson, is officially the Jets' new quarterback. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Jets' Way podcast. Arguably our most positive podcast to date. I can't wait for this one. I know these guys are really fired up for this one, so let's get on into it. Sean, Lorenzo, what's going on, my guys? Wow. What a night. What a night to say the least, man. Joe Douglas trades up, gets his guy, does what he has to do to protect our guy who we picked at number two. Like you said, Jake, Zach Wilson, we got a duo. Our line is shaping up, and we're looking good heading into day two tomorrow. Absolutely. Feeling good. It's, it's, it's been a good night for the Jets. Uh, Definitely keeping things positive here. Still looking pretty at 34 uh, with the guys left available. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can finish out this draft strong. I just can't get over how we traded up <laughs> for this guy. I am shocked. And all draft season we were fed Tevin Jenkins. Never once did we hear any news about Elijah Vera Tucker. We had Tony Pauline. I don't think when he released his – quote-unquote scheme fits for the Jets. I didn't see anything about Elijah Vera Tucker in there. So that's just more of Joe Douglas keeping his ammo held to his chest. And then when it mattered, executed his move. I am beyond happy. And I think the three of us, before we started this whole draft, this whole process, we said all along, Vera Tucker, any scenario, including him, was a success. And here we are. First of all, Let's start off with Zach Wilson, our quarterback. Guys, take us through the emotion and relief that we drafted Zach Wilson. We didn't do anything that was a power play, like drafting Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. Tell me more about Zach. Let's hear about it. Yeah, it feels like we picked the um... – consensus number two quarterback it felt good once the name got read off finally he came out pumped high-fiving Jets fans and put that Jets hat on and it was and it finally felt real so we've said all along these last few weeks the pick was going to be Zach so it kind of was a sense of relief like you said but the day has come yeah it was it was exciting I mean once he started dapping up the the Jets fans on the sideline uh as he was getting picked, that, that that got me fired up yeah uh Hopefully, we you know, keep building around him. He's our quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years, hopefully. I'm going to be honest with you. The kid looked like he was just like on cloud nine. He was excited. He yeah. was like, <laughs> I mean, you have to be in his shoes for a second. You have to be a guy that's competing for your job at BYU to becoming the number two overall pick to the New York market. Did he think he would be here a year ago from today? Probably, Probably not. not. Well, yeah. No way. No way. So hats off to Zach Wilson. Robert Sala is pumped. 
We got our army, our leader, Zach Wilson. We have a GM, coach, quarterback, all tied to the hip. This is exactly how it's built. We're doing it the right way. Drafted an offensive lineman last year. We'll get into the offensive lineman we drafted this year. I, the emotions I felt when I saw this, I, I felt like I was in a movie. Seriously. I, I, could, I didn't think it was real life for a second. A general manager trading up for an offensive lineman. Well, this is a new way. So, um, first of all, before we get into the one and only Elijah Vera Tucker, there was a little bit of quarterback news in the AFC East tonight, and that is Mac Jones not going to the San Francisco 49ers, which, you know, I was a little surprised about, to say the least. I think uh, San Francisco botched that pick there. You guys could disagree with me all you want. North Dakota State winning the Super Bowl. Could be on Colt Takes Exposed, but I, I, I just don't see it. Mac Jones joins the AFC East. Does that scare you guys? Were you happy not to see Justin Fields go to the Patriots? Obviously, he went to the Chicago Bears. How are we feeling about Mac Jones to the Patriots? Do you think that's something that will keep us up at night? Take us through that. Uh, I'm not too worried. I didn't want to see that pass draft any quarterback, to be honest with you, but I didn't want to see Justin Fields. But it's Mac Jones, you know. It is what it is. I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm in the same boat as Sean. I. I thought they were gonna get Justin Fields once Denver didn't take a quarterback at eight, I believe, or nine. Um. So I thought he was gonna slip to fifteen, but I'm happy Chicago traded up and got Fields because I was that was scaring me a little bit. But uh, how about Buffalo going? Uh, Gregory Rousseau there at the. Wow. <laughs> at the, end of the you first are round. stealing. <laughs> You are stealing the itinerary away from the host of this podcast, Mr. Lorenzo That kid was very happy. Good for him. He was happy. I mean, he showed up to the first round of the draft. You don't just show up to the first round yeah. of the draft if you're not tipped off. Like, hey, if you're there, you're our guy. Um, you don't go from showing up to the first round of the draft to going on day three, which is the great our draft expert Connor Lives he had for Gregory Rousseau. But guys... Elijah Vera Tucker, take us through that. What were the emotions like when you saw the Jets trade up to 14? Was it for Elijah Vera Tucker, you thought, or was it maybe for a guy like Jalen Phillips, Tevin Jenkins, who we heard a lot about, who's still on the board at 34? Who did we think was the target at 14 when we traded up? Well, at when, first, yeah, you got it. <laughs> when I first saw on the bottom of the screen the Jets have traded up, I knew immediately it was going to be Vera Tucker. I just knew for, I was like, wow, I I knew, I knew immediately because I think, I think we knew all along that he wasn't going like past 16. So I was like 14, they got to take him here. If not, I I didn't even think about edge. I knew it was going to be O-line all along. I just didn't know who exactly it would be, but I'm happy it was Vera Tucker. I got to say me and Lorenzo thinking the same way here. Cause as soon as they trade up, cause that was the range they said he was going to go in, yeah. like, like Lowe just said. So I was like, this is Rivera Tucker. He's, he's training up. He's getting the guard. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was for Jalen Phillips the whole time. I thought in the back of my mind, please be Vera Tucker. Please be Vera Tucker. A versatile offensive lineman. We lost out on Joe Tooney in the offseason. You have to be honest. It's just it, – it has to be Vera Tucker. But – I thought it was Phillips. Robert Sala loves, his, loves himself some edge rusher. But I'm just relieved. We, Becton, Elijah Vera Tucker, 
you have to be happy with that start. Absolutely. The left side of that O-line is could be scary. So at 34, Jeremiah Wosu-Karamoa, you have him on the board. Aziz Ojolari, who we talked about all offseason. You have him. Obviously, some good receivers, Rondell Moore. You have Elijah Moore, who a lot of people mocked in the first round. The Jets don't have a, have, have a first-round pick, obviously, from the Elijah Vera Tucker trade. We're not even going to discuss if we thought that was fair compensation to still be picking at 34 and get our guy, Vera Tucker, to pair with Mekhi Becton. I think we can all agree that's a solid move. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. What do we do at 34? Is there a player you want? Is it a trade back? What do we do there? I personally, I either want Tevin Jenkins or you trade back a couple spots just to get maybe an extra third, maybe get a third rounder back from um, one. The, the Obviously, we just trade both, both of them to Minnesota. If we can get an, a third round pick back, that would be ideal. Or if not, solidify that O-line and take Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at um doubling up with the offensive line. I mean, that's Devin Jenkins has some good some good scouting on him too. So I think that'd be great. But a trade back, like you said, is very possible. Aziz Ojolari is still out there, like Jake said. So maybe they do go edge to uh hopefully solidify the defensive line, but they can do a lot of things. It feels like a trade back to me. Like you don't have a third round pick after you had two feels like you pick up a third round pick if you want to keep building that offensive line with the way the scouts not really scouts but our media has been wrong about prospects like we saw Jeremiah Wusukarmoa being mocked in the middle of the first round and he's not even a first round pick the same goes with Aziz Ojolari Tevin Jenkins wasn't making it past pick 23 to us in mock drafts or even the Steelers at 24 there could be a Creed Humphrey available maybe mid to late second round Wyatt Davis Landon Dickerson off the injury if you want to keep building that offensive line that might be the smart play to me edge rusher is a position that stands out to me a position that we all heard was rumored to be the pick at 23 maybe Vera Tucker slid past a point where they expected him to go so they traded up and took matters into their own hands it feels like an edge rusher type of thing to me. That's just a gut feeling. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. What are your thoughts? Joe Douglas said that um, Vera Tucker was in their top 10. So they got him at 14. So that's good value, at least in their opinion. So that's one thing. I'm going to be honest with you. If Rashawn Slater just threw, just fell one more pick, <laughs> one more pick. One more pick, I think. The mood would be – obviously, we're happy about Vera Tucker. We talked about him all offseason. But Rashawn Slater. That dude's a beast. Yeah. That's type different right there. Um, but let's just say the Jets pick at 34 right away. Who's the pick? No trade back. Who's the pick? I'll, I'll go Tevin Jenkins. I kind of want to go Tevin, too, but I'll just say Aziz Ojolari just to differentiate. But maybe Tevin's more likely? I don't know. How about you guys 
kind of stole two of my more likely ones. So I don't want to just agree to agree. I'm sorry, if Jeremiah Wosu-Karamo is there, that might be a BPA for Douglas to just say, hey, maybe not our biggest need on the roster, but best player available. We need a lot. We're really devoid of high-end talent. Hey, we have a plan here. After we trade it up, I feel like the fan base, no matter what, Listen, Joe Douglas and company could do no wrong after they traded up for an offensive lineman, after drafting a quarterback, after unloading Sam Darnold. They're playing with house money right now with the fans. They can kind of do what they want. That's just my humble opinion. Definitely agree. Yeah. So before we get into tomorrow night, um, what are your initial thoughts about the first round? What was the biggest surprise, maybe the biggest breach, um, maybe something that you expected that, came to fruition didn't come true like what are your overall thoughts on the first round i mean the raiders went and raided again oh <laughs> oh god oh no another reach J- john gruden and company yeah. man 10-year contracts yeah. yeah i have a friend that's a raiders fan i was watching the draft him tonight and he was just pain man pain Ahead, Lorenzo. Did, the Bengals taking Jamar Chase at was five. asinine. After watching their quarterback, I said the same thing. Tear his ACL. Like a receiver. When they have two good ones, too. <laughs> it's not like they don't have a receiver. Like T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, those are the Jets' two best receivers, dare I say. Yeah. If they were on our roster, maybe not Tyler Boyd. Maybe Corey Davis is a little bit better than Tyler Boyd, but T. Higgins. Come on now. Um, to me, I'm going to be honest with you. I was very high on Jamin Davis. I know I talked about him on our last show with Connor. He he ended up going top 20, if I'm not mistaken, right? 19 to the Washington yep. football team. Yep. Hey, I mean, the kid can jump out of the gym, has all the potential in the world playing for Ron Rivera. I like that pick there a lot. I'm going to be honest with you. I liked Peyton Turner a good amount. I didn't think he was a first-round pick, though. I thought he was more of that mid-second-round guy that is obviously really supported by the analytics of the scouting community, but it just seemed a little raw for me, as opposed to a Jason Away, who I thought really validated that first-round selection. But, Pey- but Peyton Turner, to me, was just a little too raw. Like, to go over Aziz Ojolari, who in the SEC, it was all there on tape against the best competition that was a big eye-opener to me to see Turner and then see Joey Tyrone go in the first round and Ojolari still there. Maybe that knee injury that he was kind of flagged for at his pro day is a bigger concern than we all thought. Yeah, I actually saw that some teams had like a fourth-round grade on Turner. So him going in the first round was probably eye-opening <laughs> eye and mind-boggling. How about Kadarius Tony to the Giants? I thought that was pretty interesting as well. And and who all said all along that he was a top 20 to 25 pick? It was us three unanimously. Like we told our, fr- our friend Connor uh, kind of fed us the nugget a little bit last time, but it was very down on him. But there was a chance he wasn't going to be there for us at 23. I'm kind of glad that wasn't the case, to be honest with you. But um, 
yeah, what do we think, Sean? Is Kadarius Tony a little bit of a surprise there? I, I love that for the Giants personally. Trading back, Kadarius Tony have a first round pick next year. That's good business, in my opinion. I like the whole deal for the Giants. I think they did well. I wonder if they wanted Devontae Smith and and the Eagles snuck up and just snagged him right in front of them. I'm going to be honest with you, another surprise to me. I kind of thought the whole time Tyson Campbell was going to sneak his way into the first round and Eric Stokes would not be in the first round. Stokes to the Packers is an interesting fit. Um, a guy that might have been on our radar at 34. An interesting note that I saw actually about the 49ers was from Rich Samini of ESPN. The 49ers never selected a corner above the third round with Robert Sala as their defensive coordinator, and that was uh, the Witherspoon kid went to Seattle Seahawks this offseason. So maybe a shutdown corner is not as important as as we all thought all offseason. Maybe, hey, maybe Richard Sherman's out there after the draft. You go get him. But a lot will just depend on the next two days um, for this franchise. It, it really is crazy. So what do you guys think there? Tomorrow, not just round two. I feel like, dude, for us not to have a third-round pick with so many needs, it's just – it's not sustainable, but let's just say the Jets trade back, get into the third round. What two positions would you like to see addressed tomorrow um, on day two? So obviously, Sean, you are big edge rusher, correct? Uh, I guess, and cornerback, like now at least. So edge, so no offense tomorrow for you if you if it were up to you. It depends who's there. It really does. Fair enough, Lorenzo. I would I would definitely say edge, and I'm going to go another O-lineman as well. I have a hard time thinking they're drafting an offensive lineman tomorrow. I really do. I think they think Lewis or Van Roten could be a starter for them next year. I really do. I don't think they thought – I feel like, hey, you come into the offseason with Becton at left tackle. Vera Tucker, I guess, would be left guard maybe right yeah. guard because you want to maybe move him to right tackle next year after fans contract is really avoidable to say the least where there's no cap ramifications fan at right tackle. And you kind of have an open competition for that left guard, obviously McGovern at center. It makes sense. Like why is, why hasn't Alex Lewis or Greg Van Roten been cut from this roster? Maybe day three, an offensive guard, but to me it has the feels of a defensive day. And maybe even a weapon day. You trade up to get protection for Zach Wilson. Why not go get him a weapon right now? Rondell Moore's there. Need a burner. Rondell Moore makes a lot of sense for this football team right now. I have to say, if we're sticking with the offensive theme, he's your man. At 34, you want him? I wouldn't hate it. I would not hate it. Um, I would trade down from 34 and get one of those receivers that falls. Hey, maybe it's Amari Rogers from Clemson. Um, maybe it's give me some other names here. Who didn't get drafted in the first round? Elijah, Elijah maybe Marshall. Elijah Moore. Maybe Elijah Moore. Harris Marshall still. Harris Marshall. The injuries kind of. I feel like yeah, no. Cincinnati just drafted a wide receiver. Probably wouldn't be them. The injuries kind of scare me a little bit with Marshall Jr. I think he's a first-round talent, but uh, 
that's kind of tough, man. Like another guy with injury concerns, do we really need that? Rondell Moore would be a home run for this team if you can get him, even if you if you trade back. Maybe it could be a Denzel Mims situation. Hey, I talked to Lorenzo a lot last year around this time at the draft. I said to him and numerous people, Denzel Mims will not be there for the time the Jets pick, and they traded back and got him. So you never know. Seriously. I mean, a lot, Alex yeah. Leatherwood went in the first round tonight. Yeah, man. You never, never know. Draft, man. <laughs> and Sean, you were close to getting Greg Newsom at 34. I got to say, I mean, he pick was, was in 26. He was slipping. He was slipping. <laughs> he was slipping. The, the overhit on Greg Newsom, I got to say. And um, yeah, like the, the biggest surprise to me was the Notre Dame linebacker, Owusu Karamoa, like, God, nobody fell as hard as that guy. There has to be something there. How about the Jags taking Travis Etienne? That should have been us, Lawrence and Etienne, but it's okay. You, you just want to open up scarred wounds. <laughs> what are they going to do with him, and, with him and Robinson? Maybe James Robinson on the open market. Now that's a guy I, I'm floating a pick around for. Got to say he was pretty productive I mean, I last mean, year. Yeah. A day three pick for a guy that was Rookie, pretty, pretty productive. Yeah. Young. Did you hear what Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer said that uh, James Robinson and Carlos Hyde is their one-two punch, and ETN is their third third down running back. <laughs> so let me get this straight: they drafted a third down running back with a first round pick, right? Yeah, we'll, yes. we'll see how that That's plays terrible. out. <laughs> now, if you play fantasy football, you hear that it's like, God, get me out of that or. Already, it's like I want no part of that. But hey, another interesting name now that we're on the subject of running backs, Javante Williams out of UNC. Kind of a hot name. A lot of people think he's their cup of tea. 34 might be a little rich, maybe a trade back. To me, running back might have to wait now until day three. You know, you're, you're without a third round pick. Obvious needs on defense for a defensive-minded coach. I don't know, man. That that seems a little rich to me. What, what would you guys think there? I think you go wait on RB. I I think if at 34, if you're taking RB, it had to be either ETN or Najee Harris. And obviously, both those guys are taken. So I think it's over with, now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's without those two third-round picks, it doesn't make make sense to take a running back at 34. Yeah, exactly. At 34, without without the picks after that you would have had, it does not make sense to reach on a different running back. I have to be honest with you, as happy as I am with Vera Tucker, I was kind of looking forward to two third-round picks, like kind of like a full night of Jets football <laughs> maneuvering the draft war room. <sighs> Maybe a trade back from 34 to kind of keep us – I, I mean, Vera Tucker, listen, man, they, mission accomplished – like we said it here, Vera Tucker. It is what it is. It's not like they drafted an off the ball linebacker. It's like, okay, well, how does that help our offense? Like our offense was terrible last year. Our guard play was terrible. Yeah. It 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 feels good. Um, the overall mood after night one, how do we feel? Do we feel like we're on the right track to something? Like, is this to me, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, this is the most optimistic I've been since I, I really can't remember. I, I'm being – I would really have to think back. I would say since – I would say since Sam was drafted. 
I would say since Sam was drafted, this was the most optimistic I've been after a Jets draft. After day one, once after day two and three hit from that draft, I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> but after day one, it's hard to find brighter nights than this. But you guys can disagree with me if you want. No, I uh, definitely, I definitely think it was a, a great day one, and and we'll see what tomorrow brings. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling good as well. Two solid picks. You know, let's see what the rest of the draft brings us. Hopefully, some more solid players. But you can't really, you know, hear too many complaints about this this draft night from from Jet fans. Now, I'm kind of out of the whole looking at what Douglas said. I'll probably do that later. Did he say anything about what position Vera Tucker would play? Like, is did he say guard, tackle, anything, or is he just, hey, we're happy to have him as a part of our offensive line? I don't think he said anything, but I know – I believe Veritucker was asked, and I think he just said, yeah, I'll come in and play whatever position they want kind of thing, obviously. But Dude, wow. That's awesome. That, That's awesome. He brings versatility. So It's like we missed out on Joe Tooney, and we got him on a rookie deal. Like, I, I've said it all offseason, it, and it really feels that way. And maybe it worked out for the best. It, you know, maybe we signed Joe Tooney, we don't get a pass rusher. Exactly. Like maybe everything happens for a reason. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. It finally feels like we're on the track to something. It really does. It's not just picking random guys, a a defensive tackle reaching on him. That's not helping our next to bottom ranked offense. It finally feels like we're putting a young guy in place to have some immediate success. Now, if you're Joe Douglas, you find a way to keep building on that. Get an offensive difference maker tomorrow. You have the linebacker from Notre Dame high on your board. Great. You take them. Figure out a way. If you don't, you have to trade back. You have to trade back. Pass rush, I get it. You spent a lot of money on it. Find a way to get Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, get one of these receivers in here. Or maybe, hey, maybe one of these running backs you have a high grade on. Find a way to get an offensive difference maker that's high on your board to support this young quarterback after you trade it up for an offensive lineman. And, hey, maybe we could be competing next year for, you know, at least competitive football games after week three or four. And we're not just focused on losing every game at the end of the year. We're at least competing in these games, and they're not over after the first quarter where our fans are watching NFL Red Zone and other teams playing and fans back at MetLife next year, probably at 100% capacity too, I might add. You have July 1st at, in New York, 100% at, Met, at a Yankee Stadium in City Field. Give us something to come to the stadium for, please. That's just my next pitch to him. Um, that's definitely my whole big thing there. I think you guys could all agree there. We need an exciting offense. I agree. I definitely agree. But that'll do it for tonight. A quick episode. Um, tomorrow we'll be back. Always great talking to you guys. The most pot, the pot, most positive I've been on a podcast, I think, since we started the whole thing. I'm being dead serious with you guys. This is a great night, a step in the right direction. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was thinking in the back of my head, man, I really don't want to get on here after midnight and just rip Joe Douglas apart, say he sucks, Robert Salas sucks, this coaching staff sucks, <laughs> everything sucks. But here we are, positivity, and we, we call it how it is here. And when they do something right, we call it. When they do something wrong, we call it. But 
this is exactly the situation we wanted. Now it's up to the coaching staff. Coach Vera Tucker up, put Zach Wilson in positions to succeed, and we'll, we'll hit the ground running. And we'll talk tomorrow, everybody. Do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave your uh, you know comment uh, with some hopefully nice remarks. Definitely helps out the show. We appreciate it. This is a great time for all Jet fans in this podcast. Tons to talk about. We'll be back tomorrow recapping day two. And then over the weekend, we'll recap day three and the rest of the draft. Jake, Lorenzo, Sean, signing off. And as always, go Go Jets. Jets.